Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Nerd Speech Podcast. I'm your host, Derek, and today we're we're with Akil, and we're talking about conspiracy theories and Star Wars. Make sure to follow us on here, your favorite podcasting platform, as well as on social media. All the links are in the description of this episode. All right, so Akil, what is, right off the bat, first off, welcome to the show. Thank Um, you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, you're actually witnessing history. This is the very first international nerd speech episode okay uh i'm in the u.s akil is in canada so it's barely international but it still counts uh welcome to the show how are you i'm doing fantastic if you had done this show a month ago i was also in the u.s so just barely international listen it's that's called density as uh george mcfly would say Mm -hmm. so uh, you know, that's it is what it is. You know, sometimes fate just makes things happen like this. You know, last uh, last month we uh, we had only 30 followers. You know, now we have 35. So, you know, there's there's no that's no coincidence there that we're going mm-hmm. international around the same time. That's that's fate there. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad I can help. <laughs> perfect perfect thank you so much you know yeah. i'll uh i'll have to send you a a check or something <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so <be> the first <laughs> um you'd get the first check before me even so you know maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe not then um so yeah. i want to start off uh with this new tradition you'd be the second person to do it i'm mm-hmm. asking every new guest on the show who is your favorite superhero and i mentioned it earlier it's unlimited. It doesn't have to be Marvel. It doesn't have to be DC. It doesn't even have to be a comic book or comic book movie. But who would you say is your top hero, superhero? Uh, my top superhero. You know, I just I just came off the Miss Marvel train. And I loved Miss Marvel when the book came out. I am Muslim, so I got my representation. Um, okay. But I got to say, TV show Miss Marvel, way better than book Miss Marvel. Oh, my I love goodness. the changes that they made. I'm sorry. I, nothing just oh yeah. my god <laughs> yeah i i love the changes i love the cosmic energy i love the backstory that they added i love the different relationships that she had with her friends like i'm i'm ride or die for the book but that tv show was something else yeah you know i've been trying to just because it's almost the end of the year um it's kind of trending online where people are ranking all the projects that have come out this year so mm-hmm. you know the movies dc movies marvel movies Marvel TV shows, they're trying to just like put everything in some sort of like sequential order. I think people are just in that part of the year already mentally. They're like, yeah, it's 2023. Let me do a recap. Um, and yeah, Miss, I agree with you that Miss Marvel as a show is one of the top spots for me, for sure. Absolutely. It's, um, yeah, it's not everybody's cup of tea, I think, for, um, just the high school kind of aspect of it and, and all that. But I think that was pretty minimal. I don't think that was as um, as big as it seemed based on the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a few people that just were not, couldn't get into it because of that. But, you know, that's their loss because I think it's it's great. It's up there. It's a great show. And, and no TV show has ever changed my Spotify playlist as much as that one has. It's added oh, yeah? so many new songs. <laughs> Is it <laughs> is it pop songs? I actually can't remember what the soundtrack to that show was. Um, the soundtrack it had some pop songs, and of course it had its soundtrack as well. But when she went back to Karachi, it was all like 
Pakistani pop songs that just go so hard. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. and I think there was a couple like hip hop kind of vibe. Yeah, right? yeah, it was real good. PJ nice. had, I'm still listening to it. <laughs> nice, nice. You're like a, you're like a. Apple has this thing where the AirPods are like big enough revenue stream to be its own business. Mm -hmm. That's you with a Spotify stream yeah. for, for those <laughs> artists. Um, oh, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I agree with you. And uh, I think for me, it's it's uh, Miss Marvel and She-Hulk as in terms of like top comic book projects this year. Oh, yeah. um, they're, I'd say they're tied. They're, it's not a fair comparison. They're very different types of shows. Mm -hmm. They're not aimed to be the same type of show so yeah you know if if i want the action if i want the more superhero approach i'll watch like a miss marvel if not then i'll just be like all right let me go watch my sitcom and and relax yeah. and watch uh and she hulk yeah she hulk was amazing too but like i said i'm biased <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Ilan Bellani, the actress and i are from the same hometown uh marco oh, wow. Ontario. so shout out yes and you just reminded me that's her first acting credit yes ever yeah like i heard it like in passing and i'm like <laughs> i need to fact check this this is this is not real this is impossible and i yeah. looked it up and on imdb she had uh no other acting credits other yeah. than miss marvel which is insane to me like just the fact that they would take that risk um mm. and be like you know i guess she tested well who knows she tested well she was a fan of it before like when she was cast a bunch of pictures from like old Halloween's leaked where she was dressed as Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, and I think she went to the same acting school or acting class as Hayden Christensen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's at least a good acting class. Gotcha. For those of you yeah. listening who may not know who Hayden Christensen is, it's Anakin Skywalker. Yes. Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, I love that, man, especially after seeing some, you know, and I'm I'm uh, I try and be kind when I say these things. But when you see like the Gwyneth Paltrow's kind of fumble over mm -hmm. like having any idea of the roles that they take that they take part of in the MCU, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, she had she literally can't like keep her story straight in terms of like what movie she was in and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she only knows that her character's name is Pepper Potts. And yeah. she is with Iron Man and that's all she knew. And then she, you know, cast her check and never looked back, which is yeah. fine. You know, like more respect to you. And she was a kind of OG character. You know, I don't mm -hmm. think anybody had any idea the the magnitude that the MCU would turn into. Um, but I think now it's kind of almost necessary. You need people that are invested. You need like the Henry Cavill level of like research and dedication to the roles and passion for the roles. Yeah, um, I 100% agree. So so it's nice to see that they casted somebody like that and it, it, it worked out. Um, some people would say that it's fabricated, that it's, um, you know, they did it for the PR points, that it, they didn't really look at her and, and choose her specifically because of her passion for Marvel and, and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. They did it just to, to kind of, you know, be woke or or... Or, you know, get brownie points. <laughs> Who are you and... going to pick, right? She, she, like, in my opinion, she doesn't even look like the comic book Miss Marvel. Nope. She looks completely so. different. So, yep. like, yep. why would they pick her if she wasn't the best for it, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think there's a lot of that when it comes to a lot of aspects of 
the not just the MCU, but everything, right? Like, I don't think any big company can do anything without at least one person or at least a few people saying, oh, but that's for them to make more money or that's for them to just, you know, not get canceled or for them to just be woke or whatever. So essentially where I'm going with this is there's a conspiracy out there mm -hmm. for everything. There yes. are the kind of simple ones, but not really like, hey, mm -hmm. birds aren't real and all birds are drone robots yeah. used to surveil you, which which in my opinion is very simple. It's a very simple <laughs> Uh, theory, but it yeah. is such a large scale, mm -hmm. um, along with like chemtrails, right? That they, yeah, uh, that they put stuff in the air to control the population. But then there's also the more complex ones like Illuminati and and you know the the Jewish media controlling the world from behind the scenes and being like mm -hmm. these unbeatable, um, you know, organizations that live in the shadows. But also like if we band together in this conspiracy, we can beat them. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, they're all full of paradoxes and, and don't make sense. Oh yeah. You can but, unravel them just by asking why. <laughs> yes. Why would exactly. somebody do that? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So but there, there are real life conspiracies too. Like the CIA does a bunch of shady stuff. Um, yes. There are different government organizations that do shady stuff all the time. Uh, here in Canada, we recently had our, our convoy our freedom convoy, a bunch of anti-maskers mm -hmm. drove across the country. Turns yeah. out that they were funded by like oil companies and, and right-wingers from the U.S. So like that's a conspiracy right. in and of itself. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so, so I think it's important to kind of distinguish conspiracy in the sense of people conspired and did something mm -hmm. and conspiracy in the... Um, more casual sense that hey we don't have any proof but yeah. i think people are conspiring to do certain things right because mm -hmm. i agree with you they there's hard proof there's like literal documentaries oh. about how the cia botched you know assassination attempts in cuba sure. to try yeah. and assassinate fidel you know um there definitely is stuff like that you know war on drugs that kind of mm -hmm. stuff like there are shady things that happen both within government and outside government and just capitalism in general is one huge yeah. conspiracy in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of like, and the reasoning can range from, you know, literally anything. It could be literally anything why people make up these stories. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, um, the idea that, um, you know, the mass media is controlled by any group of people, Jewish, Illuminati, you know, lizard people, liberal elites, lizard people. Exactly. Yeah. The idea that the world is run by this like shadow group um, yeah. of, of whatever, you know, what goes into that? What, what do you think drives people towards one creating that and two kind mm -hmm. of pushing that? Um, I, I don't think a lot goes into creating it anymore. Because when we look at these conspiracy theories today, they're always like rehashes of the old stuff, right? Like what Kanye West is saying right now is not new. It's the same thing that's been in like publications and stuff. Henry Ford talked about it back in his day. He published a whole magazine saying the exact same stuff, right? Um, so it's it's not like, I don't I don't think people are creating conspiracy theories. Maybe now that the internet's a thing, they're like, 
connecting stories together and like trying to piece them on, which is why like when you find a conspiracy theorist, it's never just one conspiracy, right? You go to the Flat Earth Convention and there's also the lizard people there and and the Jews run the media people there and the, you know, like the, once you have one conspiracy, you find ways to to connect it to others. And and I think that's exactly what it is. It's It's finding that connection, getting that group of people, right? If you have a belief that's uncomfortable for other people, you can't just like go to your local coffee shop and talk about it. People like look at you funny, you'll get kicked out. But now on the internet, you can connect with other people that have those unhinged beliefs, make some friends, have a community, right? Make your own convention if you can get enough people together on the internet. It's, that makes and, total sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's why they spread so of... fast nowadays too. Oh my God. Yes. And this is something I tell people all the time um, mm -hmm. in conversation. I'll just be like, you know, whenever they try and point something out, like, oh, we shouldn't do this because of this bad thing that comes along with it. And it's kind of like, that's everything. Everything in this world is that way. <laughs> like, it yeah, could yeah. be as simple as, you know, I don't want to, it could be good, like good things, people that, things that people consider good, like, hey, I like working. I don't want to work because it takes up my time. Well, you know, that's yeah. a very basic um, example. But then mm -hmm. there's more like extreme examples that I think most people don't realize in their day to day life, like the Internet. Mm -hmm. Right. So many shady things happen on the Internet and not even like the dark web, just the regular Internet. Yeah. Um, shady things happen all the time. And, you know, what are we going to not have the Internet because bad things happen <laughs> on the Internet? Like, you know, no, it's there's always that kind of exchange between um, yeah. good and good and evil. Right. Not to be mm -hmm. dramatic, um, you know, but everything good brings up new problems to solve and, and that kind of deal. Yeah. And it's kind of living in. And I think this is the important part. And this is the thing that a lot of conspiracy theories theorists don't understand is lit. You can advocate for problems being mm -hmm. solved and your ideas on how to fix them. But in the meantime, you have to live in the current reality. You can't just, yes. yeah, you know, spin off. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what these conspiracy theories are. They, they provide that sense of comfort because they're like, actually things are simple. Actually things are black and white, right? Actually there is a good guy and a bad guy, just like in the movies. Cause it's, yeah. it's more comfortable to live like that. And it's, it's less comfortable to, to have to deal with nuance and gray areas and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And you, you can also weaponize that as well. Um, for, for those of you who are listening, uh, Amakel Benani on TikTok. Um, I blew up earlier this year because I like get into the weeds of stuff because I talk about the nuance of stuff, nuance of, I started with Lego then moved on to like Star Wars and Disney movies and stuff like that. And, and recently I weaponized that and I decided to craft my own conspiracy theory. Um, I don't know if Derek is across on this. I'm going to put on my conspiracy theory hat for those of you guys who are watching. Um, um, so I, I crafted a conspiracy theory about a Disney movie. Um, and I started with something that's true. So we're talking about Aladdin, the 1992 movie. And I'm like, Aladdin is a mispronunciation of this Arabic name. And I explained how the Arabic name is pronounced. And then I like, boom, hard right turn into. And because this is his name, 
his dad is actually his uncle and they're all like members of the Catholic church. And this is why this happens. And like all this conspiracy theory that I just made up and people ate it up. That's the thing on the internet is that like no one fact checked me at all. No one called <laughs> me out for making stuff up. I got like over 500,000 views in the first week, 3000 comments, all of them saying, I can't believe Disney thought about this. I can't believe this much research went into the movie. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm making it up. Um, and not, not a single person called me out for being for, for the things that I actually made up. Um, and then of course I, I released a few more videos explaining that I made it up. I got on stream and I told everybody what was going on because I felt bad about it. But the people who are actually spreading these conspiracy theories, they don't feel bad about it because for them, um, that's a paycheck, right? If we look at the people spreading conspiracy theories, spreading great replacement theory, a lot of the times that's a paycheck. Now, shout out international show. I'm in Canada. I don't get a paycheck from TikTok. I just yeah. did it for fun, right? Which is why I stopped too, right? I gained, I gained 10,000 new followers in that week from that video. I was checking like so-and-so liked this video, commented on the video, the conspiracy theory, and then followed me. 10,000 new followers, that's a paycheck if I wasn't in Canada, right? So that's, yeah. that's I think, the incentive for, for spreading these conspiracy theories. If you're on the ground level, you get that community, you get that comfort. But if you're in the news media, if you're a politician, if you're in a position of power, that's a paycheck. Spreading conspiracy theories is a paycheck. So I want to circle back on a couple of things you mentioned there. Yeah, first yeah. off, first off being what about your ties to the Bank of Colorado? <laughs> you say you're not getting paid, but you've got a bank account open yes. in the US. Yeah. Right. So mm -hmm. uh, if, if you can't see me, I'm being sarcastic, guys. <laughs> um, so I'm piling on here with the idea that like, literally there are probably conspiracies about conspiracies oh, yeah. um, and, you, and you're absolutely right. And I have another important question for you. Are you Q? Is it you? It is. It is. <laughs> that's, that's one of the hints that I sprinkled in. Yeah. Um, because if you've, if you've looked into my history at all, you'll know that um, my brothers and I all have a names. <laughs> We're all four letter a names. So if we wanted to initial something at home, We'd go by the second letter of our name. Second letter of my name is Q. So I would mm. have to initial things as as Q the Nani, right? So you I know, am actually Q. That's an old username that I had. You know what? <laughs> um, honestly, I'm super impressed with you right now because <laughs> we did not talk about that. That was a joke that I just made offhand and you improvised yeah. that so well. Yeah. And it lines up 100% with what? with how these people's like minds operate because yeah. uh, shout out to the QAnon documentary on HBO. If you haven't mm -hmm. seen it, you guys definitely need to see it, but it, they interview these people and something as simple as like a random, like message board with like I, 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 cryptic, I guess you could say cryptic messages, randomly, you know, quoting movies, like literally lifting movie quotes people just took it and ran with it and made it into like this thing. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, the, the, the weaponization of it and who it benefits is actually so ironic because the people spreading it are, are the ones that kind of deserve to have the conspiracies 
be about them. Yes. You know, you take any <laughs> any random political figure spreading, you know, fake news even. That doesn't even have to be a full-blown conspiracy, just misinformation mm-hmm. or yeah. or disinformation, right? Mm-hmm. Um it's it's right there. The dots are like right next to each other and people don't connect them. They'd rather engage in the the fake news side of it, the the conspiracy part of it. Yeah, and and you almost have to, right? Because that connection is so blatant, that connection is so obvious that if you want to be right about that thing, you have to craft this entire web that goes around and connects disconnected things in order yeah. to to be right about whatever they're talking about. And to yeah. to avoid that one step, you have to take a million other steps and that's that's the conspiracy theory. Yeah, you have to uh do a little bit of gymnastics, you know, contort yeah. A little bit to, to get to where you need to get to just to, to make it make sense exactly and, and the last thing or the other thing i wanted to talk about that you mentioned was when you when you made your own conspiracy so to speak um mm-hmm. about aladdin you then did follow-ups you know you did some videos explaining hey guys this was fake this was a social experiment yeah that this kind of situation how many people do you think appreciated those follow-up videos versus the people that just Um, saw the initial conspiracy you explaining it and ran with it uh so i so i did multiple follow-up videos only one of i I think there's seven videos total only one of the videos is actually me telling people hey i made this up it's all fake all the other ones are me adding on to the conspiracy and the one that i said it's fake has the least amount of views out of any of them Oh my God. Has the least amount of engagement, the least amount of likes, like 1% of that initial video. Um, Wow. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, But I, I tried in, in the subsequent videos, I expanded on like questions that people were asking and like clarifications and stuff. And so I tried not to lie in those ones. Cause I'm, I'm thinking a good conspiracy, a believable conspiracy is a bunch of true things strung together in a way that's not true. Absolutely. That's what makes a good conspiracy for me. So because the whole basis was the Arabic name of Aladdin, I spent a lot of the follow-up videos explaining Arabic grammar and spelling, explaining transliteration stuff. And I'm still doing that because I like talking about that. I like talking about language and linguistics. Um, But it it spawned from, I'm going to teach you one thing about Arabic and then lie to you for two and a half minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you're just gonna eat it up <laughs> was the was the orange video explaining how you know orange and not yeah. and all that was that part of the conspiracy or that was just an actual one about lingu- linguistics that you made yeah that's that's true the orange oh, video okay. is true yeah yeah right um okay. talking about the evolution I'm, of the word orange from right um, i'm saying you yeah. did it you did it as just kind of a separate thing not because of the conspiracy that was a separate thing Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, I was I was gonna say because if that's the case, I would have yeah. totally gotten sucked in to the conspiracy, <laughs> technically speaking, because yeah. I yeah, yeah. watched that one and was like, oh yeah, that lines up, and and Spanish mm-hmm. and Arabic have a lot of overlap, for, is my understanding, and I'm like, yes, yo, that sounds like the Spanish word for yeah. orange, you know, so yeah. so I, it would have appealed to me. I'd have been like, oh shit, I guess I believe this thing about Aladdin being Catholic. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's what it was for, for a lot of my followers and people who even knew that I was going to make up a conspiracy theory because I got on Twitch and I was like, hey, guys, I really just want to lie on the Internet and see what happens. 
So some of my followers were on board from the beginning. Um, but then like, because my content is usually educational, usually factual, I cite my sources and all that stuff. Then the one time I don't, the one time I say, I'm going to make something up, everybody just believes it. Cause now I'm trustworthy. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to have, um, that trust, right. Or, or yeah. at least be in a position of authority. And I think that's what mm -hmm. some people don't understand when, you know, we're trying to hold, um, on more taboo subjects, right. You're, you're trying mm -hmm. to hold somebody accountable for something like, I don't know, inciting an insurrection or something, you know, hypothetically, you, could never, happen. hypothetically speaking, if somebody were to <laughs> do that, you know, and, and your argument for trying to hold them accountable is yes, that person did not specifically say, let's go give me a gun and run out there with them. But that person mm -hmm. is in a position of authority who people trust, whether they should or shouldn't trust is a different question. And yeah. that and their words, their actions led to that. Um, yeah. And I think every good conspiracy starts with that is for one reason or another, there's a person of authority that people trust yeah. starting and originating things. And then it just kind of takes its life, a life on its own. Yeah. And I think when we're looking at like media sources and politicians who do spread these very dangerous conspiracies, like a hypothetical insurrection, like a hypothetical great replacement, like this Jew stuff, Jewish people stuff, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I got caught up in it. Uh, yeah. It's um, it, it, like you said, it starts from a place of authority, but then they don't pull the trigger on it. You'll notice yeah. that when you actually watch the rhetoric, they'll be like, this group of people is terrible. They're responsible for all your problems. Anyway, aren't guns great? Don't you want to protect your family? And then it's up to the, the listeners to be like, oh, connecting one and two together. Since my yeah. brain's already wired for conspiracy, I'm going to connect one and two together and then do violence against a group of people. Yes, it's super, super uh, Southern strategy. Like, yes. you know, uh, hey we're not going to say this. We're just going to very carefully align two different topics next to each mm -hmm. other. And yeah. you guys figure it out. You know, you guys figure it out. Exactly. Um, yeah. And the, yeah. and I think the going back to the community part of things is it's human nature to just want to be part of a community. Right. I think. Oh, um, absolutely. The, the, I forget what movie it is that, that talks about it. You know, it's, oh, I think it's iRobot, right? Like, mm -hmm. which is a silly comparison to make, but the ghost in the machine or whatever he talks about that, why do robots group together? Like, why why did robots in the movie when they were like in storage, like, mm -hmm. and they open up like one of the storage containers, you see them grouped together. And yeah. it's like a voiceover and it, it's kind of the the big reveal in the in the movie. So it's not, it's not really the focus of it, but mm -hmm. that line of dialogue kind of applies to humans is that rather than be solitary, even if you're like alpha male, lone wolf, whatever, like you still need a community. You still literally yeah. pay money to go to alpha male conventions <laughs> and, th and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I talk about that all the time. That's like literally our evolutionary advantage is community, is asking for help, is working with other people. This like idea of rugged individualism, this isolationism, that's not in our nature. That's extremely destructive to our nature, mm -hmm. right? So we need a sense of community and you can get that by being accepting of other people, but you could also get that by excluding groups.
and joining up with other people based on who you exclude. And I think that the conspiracy theory groups or any really community is, is a mixture of both religious communities, national communities, sports teams, whatever. It's a mix yeah. of including some people and excluding others. Yeah, it's uh, what is it? Sports, religion, and politics. Those are the yeah. three top uh, exclusionary. Uh, it's always exclusionary, you know. It's for, it's for the most part. But I would throw in, I would throw in fandoms there as well, right? We have our diehard MCU fans that hate DC. We have our diehard yeah. Star Trek fans that hate Star Wars. Yeah, not for are the you, merits of anything, but just for. Are you a Trekkie by chance, or or just kind of casual Star Trek fan? Uh huh. I wouldn't consider myself a fan. My sister is a fan um, and my best friend growing up was a fan. So I've seen a healthy amount of Star Trek. It's not something that I watch on my own though. Gotcha. Are you familiar with uh, Wesley Crusher? Uh, That's, um, that's, uh, what's his name? Will Wheaton, right? Yes. Will Wheaton. Yes. I have a signed picture of him as, as Wesley. You have a signed picture of him as Wesley? Yeah. I met him at a convention and I got a, a signed picture for my sister. (laughs) <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, the yeah. Uh, yeah, so his character is essentially very much, um, I don't want to say despised, but fans aren't weren't a fan of him. You mm-hmm. know, like, uh, it was always like, shut up, Wesley. Um, yeah. And it just it reminded me I saw he this he tweeted out like, I'm just gonna block everybody that keeps telling me shut up, Wesley. <laughs> um, and then somebody replies, shut up, Will. <laughs> <laughs> and they're technically not saying shut up Wesley they're saying shut up yeah. Will um, and I actually haven't even fact checked this it was literally just like a screenshot that I saw which could be very well be fake which that's fine I think that one's harmless to... enough you can you can share that one without citing your sources I hope so I hope I don't uh, start the next uh, hypothetical you know Will Wheaton's gonna come across... in and get your podcast blocked on all platforms <laughs> oh my god yes I'm gonna get cancelled yeah. Right. As I was uh, hitting the 50 follower mark, I'll get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you yeah. were talking about fandoms and yeah, like you mentioned Star mm-hmm. Trek uh, versus Star Wars. And, and, you know, I think generally speaking, most people enjoy both. I, I think I'm in one of those. Uh, I'm in that kind of group of people, which mm-hmm. is the, the I'm going to use this in a way that it's typically not used, which is the silent majority. You know, like mm-hmm. this used in a way to kind of explain people's, uh, you know, reason to go vote for fake news politicians. But yeah. in my opinion, the the silent majority is is more of a like, hey, I'm not going to I'm not going to voice a decision for either side, Star Wars or Star Trek yeah. or DC or Marvel, because guess what? I like both. I don't think I feel I have to be like, I like both, you know, like there's no there's no point. Yeah, and and I'm optimistically agreeing agreeing with you on that. That most people just watch the movies and shows because they like movies and shows. Most people read books because they like books. Most people engage with the content because they like the content. But I'm stuck on the internet. I'm stuck on TikTok, and all I see is the yeah. those rigid groups. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right? And and even when you try not to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to because sometimes there just is such a big difference, and. Yeah you know, the fandom at large will make comparisons, even though yeah. they're not intended to make comparisons. Um, and I know we're supposed to be yeah. talking about Star Wars, but That's fine. Rings of Power and House of the Dragon got a lot of comparisons to each other. And, you know, oh, Rings of Power sucks. House of Dragon's way better. Yeah. And in my mind, it's kind of like they are not supposed to be the same thing 
at all. <laughs> um, you know, it's just no, a natural not. thing to compare. You know, yeah. it's a, another human aspect is where am I going to spend my time? Let me compare two things, even though they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily need to be compared. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's all about, you know, finding your community, finding your camp, unfortunately, to the exclusion of other communities. Yeah, for sure. And, that, um, um, and kind of going into that sort of exclusionary, but more so just, I see it more as just people complaining. Um, but yeah. I think a good mixture of conspiracy plus fandom is mm -hmm. Star Wars, right? Um, oh, yeah, 100%. You've got a, a a group of people, and it's every fandom I think uh, nowadays mm -hmm. that suffers from this. Whenever anything slightly, I don't even want to say progressive, anything slightly <laughs> different, anything slightly new yeah. to them mm -hmm. um, happens, they call it woke. Yeah. You know why do you think that happens? Why do I think that happens? I think yeah. it's I think it's because. Um, well, to, to use Star Wars as an example, Star Wars is heavily political. I'd yeah. go so far as to say that the original trilogy is is anti-war, anti-specifically Vietnam War propaganda. Or, I guess, pro-Vietnam War, but pro-North Vietnam in the Vietnam War, <laughs> anti-American propaganda. Oh, my God. We're this gonna is, okay, get I'm going to get super canceled. No. We're going to get James Gunn. I'm gonna I'm gonna Disney. cite my sources. I'm gonna cite my sources for this one. In an interview with James Cameron, George Lucas talked about the discrepancy between the rebels and the Empire, and they specify that the Empire is um, the United States military industrial complex. And then James Cameron suggests, does that mean the rebels are Viet Cong? Does that mean that they are Mujahideen? And George Lucas says yes. So that's my source on that. You don't cancel me, cancel George Lucas, <laughs> cancel James Cameron, cancel James oh. Cameron really quickly before his movie comes out. Oh man, you know what? <laughs> I would love to, man. I'm so, I don't want to see Avatar. I mean, I'll probably watch it eventually, but I'm gonna, four, four movies, five, I'm or four or five. It. Uh, five total, so four upcoming. Yeah, that's a lot. I'm going to watch them, Yeah, but I'm going to be mad about it. I'm going to watch them. <laughs> I'm biased because like the Disney World ride is so good it's so yeah, good it really is yeah it is there's less racism in the ride than there is in the movie so <laughs> what do you mean that that would be that would make an excellent ride right wouldn't it what the racism yeah that would be great to have it there you know the the realism yeah. the, the dark realism. and gritty the know? military industrial complex yeah, yeah just sure. steal these resources from this indigenous people and then buy a churro on your way out it's fantastic Oh man! Being I mean, that's basically don't cancel me. That's basically Florida. I mean, that's, <laughs> it's basically so. all of North America. Yeah, ex that, actually, yeah, no, we don't too. have churros here in Canada, but oh man! But we'll go I, ahead and, my, and steal from Indigenous people. My heart goes out to you. Um, I know. It's the worst part of going to Costco. Um, yeah, and I think, I think, a lot of people are lost. It's lost on them that they. Yeah that the star wars is political is a political not the sequel trilogy not uh what is it yeah. uh seven eight nine not those but sequels not the prequels the but first the three trilogy. for sure yeah the first yeah, three the are, original. are so political yeah. but who's who's talking about it online people that are your age people that are my age people yeah. that weren't i'm assuming you weren't alive during the vietnam war right no 
so so we didn't see <laughs> without revealing ages i'm gonna assume you yeah. weren't um so we didn't see all of the military propaganda that hollywood was pushing out in the 60s and 70s we didn't see all the protests we didn't see the radical cultural and countercultural shifts we weren't in that environment to see star wars as a political thing right yeah. i watched star wars in the 90s when i didn't know anything about anything <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was a small child, and then, yeah. uh, and then the prequel trilogy came out, and what? Yeah. What's, what's, like overwhelmingly hilarious is that mm -hmm. the prequel trilogy is like not subtle at all about it's not the politics. It is one hundred percent like in your face. The plot is that there are political issues happening. Yeah. Um, and, and they have to circumnavigate like a blockade and voting in the Senate, like the most boring stuff you could probably think about in real life yeah. is, is there are actual scenes that you see in there. Um, yeah. and that's why I think political. it's political. Yeah. And, uh, and the, but um, the, the issue that I see and the benefit of the doubt that I'm giving to, to star Wars viewers, even for the prequels is that yes, it's very political. But how many people, like I was, I think, nine when when Phantom Menace came out. So mm -hmm. I didn't know that the politics of Star Wars was based on the U.S. politics of the 90s and the early 2000s. I did not realize that when I watched Star Wars, when I fell in love with Star Wars. It's only looking back on our history now and looking back on Star Wars now. There's a one of the bad guys is named Newt Gunray, who's named after Reagan and Newt Gingrich. Like... It's not subtle. <laughs> yeah, at all. For sure. At all. Yeah. No, and you're absolutely right. I think the age has has a lot to do with it, but I think yeah. also the um um the way people consume media is very mm -hmm. um you know, like okay, so George Lucas, say what you will about his Star Wars versus current Star Wars, like regardless mm -hmm. of where you stand on, you know, pre-Lucas, post-Lucas, all that. Yeah. Um I think he put these things in there and he did it. I feel like he thought maybe he was making statements, but yeah. I don't think that they, they landed. I think the general audiences yeah. enjoyed it because it's a space opera and, you know, it's fun and cool and visual and, oh my God, and the, oh, Darth Vader, like that kind of stuff. It's not consumed in the way that people um, intended to be intended it to be especially yeah. in america especially in america yeah especially because he was fighting against the propaganda machine like yeah. no one would have thought of making an anti-american movie in 1977 with like broad distribution or anything yeah. and i think that's one of the good decisions that george lucas made he's like i'm making a sci-fi movie it's going to be political right if you're paying attention to the news, if you're paying attention to politics, you will see something in it. But if you don't pay attention to that, pew pew lasers, spaceships, I'm going to like make a bunch of toys, right? Change the whole toy industry as far as movie toys are concerned, irreparably, right? So, so that was the smart thing that he did is like, I have a message to send out. People who understand it will understand it. People who don't understand it will watch it anyway and spread that message further. I think that's genius. What What's interesting is that in the 70s, right, it was in the midst of Vietnam. Yeah. Phantom Menace in 
99, right? Mm-hmm. In 99, didn't, there was no like heavy, we kind of were like peaceful, right? I mean, we've never, we've um, never fully been peaceful. But I then mean, by the on time, the home front, we were peaceful, but we on had the like active military presence in Iraq at that time. And in, in 99, uh, I don't think in 99, but in the 90s, we had a bunch of operations throughout the Middle East. Operation Desert Storm, Kuwait, all that stuff. Right, right. Well, yeah. I mean, so essentially where I'm heading with this is 9-11. So, yes. So, I love talking episode, about 9-11. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Um, yeah. Episodes two and three, which I think mm-hmm. were better received, were yes. kind of post or like during that era of like war on terror, all that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. which I think further kind of solidifies our point. My point is that like people don't, they understand on some level and they appreciate things on some level, but whether like the surface level, what they say, what they act on is um, reflective of that is I don't think so because whether, regardless of whether you disagree with it or don't Mm -hmm. um, you're influenced by so many other things, so many other, just to circle back to conspiracies and, and, Uh, propaganda, for lack of a better word, your political party, your just literal day-to-day life even, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're influenced by so many of those things that you view yourself in those movies as uh, the good guy. Yes. So automatically you just conflate what the, what the bad guy is and what the in-real-life bad guy is. Yes. And I think... Going back to your original question about like people who say that Star Wars is too political or Star Wars is too woke, I think that's what's happening is that the the bad guy in Star Wars has always been the same, right? But the good guy looks a little bit different in each trilogy. The bad guy okay. has always been the Empire or the First Order or, you know, I guess CIS is technically the bad guy in the prequels, but it's it's Palpatine as the bad guy, right? Yeah. Um, so what what we're seeing is a bunch of people who are watching star Wars. Now the sequel trilogy, and they're saying my enemies in real life are the good guys in star Wars. And instead of being like, Oh, does that make me the bad guy in star Wars? It's no star Wars is wrong. Star Wars is too woke. (laughs) Disney ruined star Wars. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, that actually happened with, um, star Trek. One of the newer, series i haven't seen i haven't seen any of the newer stuff except for season one of picard but they showed footage of the january 6th insurrection and they and and they were mad they were so mad they're like oh my god star trek is getting woke now oh the liberals got to star trek and it's kind of like what (laughs) what what do you like star trek is set in like a future socialist utopia like yeah. you're just now realizing this because they put who you identify on the screen as the bad guy. So yeah, yeah clearly, clearly it's yeah. Star Trek. It's Star Trek. Clearly it's you. Star Trek. It's not me. I, yeah. I gotta be honest. I was not in the United States when the sequels, when the Star Wars sequels came out. Um, I was living in Canada and then Australia. So when I saw those movies, I, I was in the same boat. I was like, Star Wars is getting too woke. They're like over politicizing stuff. It's just ridiculous. It's not realistic. And then I get to America and like, yeah, there are people dressing up as Nazis and walking in the street. Oh, there are people openly calling for genocide of people. Disney hit it right on the head. This yeah. is like the ridiculousness that's in the Star Wars sequels is actually happening. 
And then we have people who are who are agreeing with that and saying, no, Disney is doing the wrong thing because I can't be wrong. I agree with yeah. the bad guys, but I can't be wrong. Yeah. And I love to the um, the spy ends up being General Hux. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not because he's like, I had a change of heart. It's literally yeah. because I need to seize power from Kylo Ren and he's my yeah. enemy. So yeah. helping you helps me beat my enemy. It's not because, and it, that's so accurate to yeah. literally everything that happens nowadays. It's you've got yeah. the two sides and sometimes there's infighting, but mm-hmm. not because and one of them one is side to is too right mean thing. to you, then it's enough reason to move to the other side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, it, temporarily, let's be clear. Not, not always Tem- just for this I mean, one thing. Until I get in power, then I do what I want. Until I get in power and then I do whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, what do you? What would you say is the the most woke Star Wars project to date? What's the wokest thing that they've done? Uh, the wokest thing that they've done is there is a a blue haired resistance pilot. Who's a who walk around character in Galaxy's Edge? I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is, but I don't think that's the wokest thing they've done. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's got to be Andor. Okay. As far as so so w- when we're talking about woke, I think I think we should get on the same page about that because yeah. when I'm thinking of woke, I'm thinking of like liberal left not liberal leftist far left Mm -hmm. rhetoric entering star wars which all Mm -hmm. of star wars is leftist rhetoric um but i don't think it's been as on the nose as it is in andor we're seeing the empire rise to power we're seeing them like flex their power by punishing like innocent people we see the inner workings of the empire both high ranking and low ranking and just how corrupt everything is um I think that's as as left as it gets. But um, if we're considering wokeism from the way that some people use the term, which is like performative wokeism or representational wokeism, then it's just the sequels because the sequels has a woman and a black person and an Asian person. And that's just too much for some people. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I mean, yeah, though, in real life, the entire galaxy, um, that we have not been able to observe because this is yeah. technically a galaxy far, far away. Um, but it is fact that that entire galaxy is all white. So, yeah. so yeah, it would be performative for them to just insert, uh, you know, people it is color. very performative. We have never seen a female Jedi before Ray. Ooh, I'm going to piss off the fans. Ray Skywalker. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never, never had a, a female no. Jedi before that. Totally. Well, no, woke. we we saw one, but she was a librarian, so it was okay. Yes, because she yes. wasn't battling. She wasn't. And we hero. saw Yaddle, and she didn't say anything. Yeah, girl Yoda exactly. from Episode One. Yeah, um, exactly. Disappeared sometime before Episode Two. Spoilers for Tales of the Jedi, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I think there's that. Yeah. There's definitely the distinction between actual woke you know like hey let me not step on any toes and live my life in a way that is very inclusive and very you know leftist you know Mm -hmm. uh uh, you know as far left as you can get and then the way most people use it 
in nowadays, which is a kind of a, a as a pejorative, you know, like yeah. trying to be insulting to people that are just trying to be kind and inclusive and advocate for representation. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's I don't want any I don't want to see I don't want to acknowledge the existence of anyone who isn't exactly like me, because all of that is woke. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of it is um, like sometimes it does get a little bit strange, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. granted, this is my opinion and this is just my like life experience. It doesn't mean it invalidates anything. But La uh, Lando with his droid mm -hmm. and how apparently that was he was you know he wanted to he loved his droid or whatever and i remember there being like anger around the fact that he was pansexual yeah um and like at the time i was like yeah that is kind of strange like it's a robot it's whatever i have not i did not think about it after that i didn't care yeah you know like like it doesn't I could matter care less it doesn't uh, change the story it doesn't do anything and I think that's right. the line is just kind of like, yeah, bro, not everything's for you. Not every, you're not going to get yeah. everything. Not everything is done for you. Yeah. You don't have to get upset about it. You don't have to yell. And, and a lot of people are like, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars or Disney, like my childhood is ruined because it's too woke. Now. No, you can go back and watch the old movies. They yeah. didn't go away. Right. Yeah. They like, if anything, nothing they, is ruined. <laughs> if anything, they doubled down on what the original movies and the prequels were trying to do. They were like, Hey, we're yes. going to do it better. You know? Yeah. Uh, my criticisms of star Wars are all, um, non woke related. It, you know, it's just the, yeah. you know, the somehow Palpatine returned, like <laughs> literally that was a, that's a line in the movie. Like, come on. Was, man, like... Oh, clearly you don't play Fortnite. He returned in Fortnite. That's where the announcement was. Oof. Like in the in the opening crawl of the movie, there's like there's a mysterious announcement heard across the galaxy. That yes. announcement was in Fortnite. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you have to play Fortnite on whatever random Tuesday that was to hear the oh announcement that everybody in Star Wars heard. It's stupid. It's dumb. But you're right. It's not woke. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's just like and then and I get it. Like logistically, it was just doomed. You know, you had I think it was, it was what was it? Yeah. J.J. Abrams, and then mm -hmm. you had like two or three different people directing the second one and yeah. then jj abrams again i think for the for the third one right so like yeah. you know it is what it is they 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 botched it from a like good or perfect trilogy perspective yeah. but they didn't botch it in the bank account they didn't botch they it didn't at the box office the so account. you know they no. did fine they, they, they did fine they they made they made their money's worth with star wars yeah. in in the course of five movies Everything else we get is just icing on the cake. Yeah, exactly. And 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 just to kind of neatly wrap everything up mm -hmm. on the on the woke conversation is it this it kind of disproves the whole go woke, uh, get woke, go broke mm -hmm. kind of conspiracy where it's like yeah, corporations that go woke end up losing money and they you know look at Netflix they're losing yeah. subscribers because they're doing all this LGBTQ stuff. And no, it's kind of like is losing subscribers because our content sucks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Regardless of, of what it is, like they're yeah. not releasing things on time uh, or quick enough, rather. 
yeah. they've got four other streaming services competing with them now compared to mm-hmm. before when they did not. Um, yeah. Star Wars is a perfect example of it. You know, according to you, it's go it's getting hyper woke, but yeah. also and that just uh, makes it better. It, yeah, but also yeah, but also it's making insane amounts of money. So yeah. which one is it? Is it is it woke or is it go woke, go woke, mm-hmm. go broke? Like and yeah. and I think adding to your crusade against a certain TikToker, um, that's part of it too. Is that the fandoms? No matter how woke something gets, the fandoms are not abandoning it. They will watch and rewatch and rewatch and clip to make fun of something, to call something too woke, to talk about how terrible it is. Streaming services don't care why you're watching something. They just know that you're watching it multiple times, that you're clipping it, that you're talking about it, right? So as long as people keep complaining about the wokeness, it's not going to be go woke, go broke. It's going to be go woke, get more, get more Star Wars, get more money, get more whatever. It's, um, and, and you know what, it's, that's a perfect point that you just made because with streaming, it's subscription based. It's not a problem, Mm -hmm. you know, with like traditional, with traditional media, it is a little bit more of a problem because of advertiser money essentially right Mm -hmm. it's it's the only it's why you see like catheter advertisements on fox news you know be on um, i don't but sure if you do (laughs) yes we don't we don't sure but um but like you know some companies just won't advertise on certain programming because of the content of the programming um but with streaming it's just give me your money and i'm gonna do whatever i want and i'll figure out what my constraints are based off of where the money is, you know, what do I need yeah. to cancel? What do I need to change? What new stuff do I need to develop? Not so much exactly. anything related to advertising, which is, which is nice for us, I think, because it, mm-hmm. it, it, the, again, the, the majority of people, in my opinion, they don't come out and announce, yeah, I'm pro LGBT. I'm pro choice. I'm pro all these things because it's just like normal you don't have to, to be. Yeah. <laughs> It, like it's just normal to be in favor of of that kind of stuff. Yeah, you just don't. So you don't hear those people saying it until like an issue comes out and a divide is necessary. You making a choice is necessary. Yeah, that's exactly um, what it is. So on a lighter note, when it comes mm-hmm. to Star Wars, um, I still have to catch up on Andor, and I still have to watch Tales of the Jedi. I think mm-hmm. the holiday break is um probably when i'm gonna do that just because that's when i have the time um but the state of star wars aside from whether it's woke or not and all that bs yeah i like where it's going i like that they're straying away from luke skywalker and the skywalker saga in general what how do you feel about it i like it too as a as a lifelong star wars fan i like where they're at right now because I love these characters. I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. I love Ahsoka Tano. Rogue One is my favorite movie, so I'm so happy that they're doing a whole Andor series. Oh, man, um, and multiple just, seasons of Andor. I'm sorry? We just became best friends. Rogue One yeah. is also my favorite Star Wars movie. It's a really good movie. Yeah, I can't Underrated believe I found... Underrated for sure. <laughs> I can't believe I found another person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was the only it's, one. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. And Andor, when you get to it, just makes it better. Yeah just makes it better what um, um what's a bit of a shame i think is that and i mentioned earlier like i like that they're straying away from the star wars saga it's not uh yeah. not skywalker saga it's not that i don't like 
Luke Skywalker. It's not that I don't like the Skywalker saga. It's that there's so much left that will to be told in between all those years. Yes. Um, and they, they gloss over it and it just feels a little hollow to me yeah. in presenting Luke as an old master. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't help that they botched the, the sequels a bit in, in terms of a story arc. Um, but you know, what I think they need to do is take Sebastian Stan (laughs) and make a young Luke or a younger Luke. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree, but I like, if you're going to do Luke, get a live Luke, get Sebastian Stan, get somebody that looks like Mark Hamill and just, and do it. Don't rely on the CGI. CGI is fine for backgrounds. It's fine for creatures. Don't use it for people's faces. Um, I mean, they're not even doing CGI for backgrounds anymore. With they're using they're doing that the volume. Light. Yeah, yeah. Which is it? I mean, it is technically CGI because they're right. it's just rendered in real time. Right. Um, but it's I mean, like that's amazing. But yeah. we're not we're not at the point where we can do you know familiar faces quite yet. Yeah, and at least not. I with wouldn't the... be. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was going to say, I wouldn't be mad if we don't see Luke Skywalker ever again. If yeah. we don't see Han Solo or Leia or Lando ever again. I'm I'm good to move on. It's a big galaxy. There's other stories to tell. I'm good to move on. The um, What was the series that came out a couple of years ago? I think it was in the middle of the pandemic that it was like animated. Uh, Visions. Diff- Visions. Yes, yeah. Star Wars I, Visions. I think- that um, was the first thing that came out. Well, Mando too. But mm-hmm. that Visions and Mando were what really got me back into the fandom heavy because of um, I was just burnt out with the Skywalkers. You know, I was just yeah. kind of like, oh, look at Leia being Mary Poppins in space and not immediately dying in the vacuum of space. <laughs> um, you know, like those types of things. And again, yeah. because it just felt hollow, we didn't that wasn't even the movie that we saw her training in, you know, we, yeah. we saw her training in the, in the following movie. So with a, you know, a lot of CGI stuff like face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that mask and all that. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but visions, I think proved the point. Mando proved the point. Um, yeah. Boba Fett did not prove the point in my opinion. It, it was an Boba okay Fett show. It was just a disaster, but it, yeah, it didn't land it the way it, it needed to land. Yeah. Cause and, like, I, I feel like they couldn't make up their mind with that one. Right? Are we going to learn about Boba Fett? Are we going to see his story after after um, Return of the Jedi? Because that would be interesting. Or yeah. are we getting Mandalorian season three? Or are yeah. we getting Luke's continuation? Or are we getting Ahsoka's continuation? It, I, like if they just picked a story and stuck with it, it would have been fine. Oh my God, Ahsoka was in that show. Ahsoka was in that show. <laughs> Oh, geez. I thought it was just Mando <laughs> and Luke. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It, w- yeah. it was definitely weird. It was weird. And I, and I know why they did it because I think, like, as, I mean, I'm not, they're not making the show as it, as it comes out like a traditional show, but like, I feel like they knew they couldn't put all of their eggs into the Boba Fett basket. Yeah. But like, they could have at least tried, right? Yeah, I agree with you there. And I th- I think part of the Boba Fett like hype mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I think I think that if Boba Fett came out in his capacity in the capacity mm-hmm. that he was in in the original trilogy, if he came out 
to that same level of screen time, dialogue, and all that. Nowadays, he would not have been as popular. I that only worked Even in that. the 80s. That only Even worked that. in the 80s because there was no internet, there was no whatever. So it was just like, yo, who's you that just had cool to guess. guy? Who's yeah, that who's guy? that? Yeah, who's that guy? Oh my god, he's so who's mysterious. Holy who's crap. the guy riding a dinosaur in the holiday special? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's it's not like now where it's like, hey, who is that guy? Oh, yeah. Boba Fett. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it just it wouldn't have worked. They would have had to make him cool if they wanted yeah. to continue with him. And I think that's something that stuck with the the Star Wars fandom since the beginning. Because like you would have some random background character, and then a few years later somebody would write a whole like expanded universe book about that character. And now we have like I was I was going through Wikipedia because that's what I do for fun. Mm -hmm. Um and you know Ahmed Best, he plays Jar Jar Banks. Yeah. In in Attack of the Clones, he plays just a background character in in the in the bar in the beginning when they're chasing the bounty hunter. Mm. He just like turns and looks when Obi-Wan cuts off uh Zam's arm. That's it. He that character has a name and a backstory and a home planet and <laughs> friends and connections to other Star Wars characters. Like that's I I find that simultaneously fascinating and horrifying. Like cool yeah. that there's all that depth put into just randos, but like, do you have to? Wait, so this was this is canon? It's not. I think it was. I think it was in a comic book actually. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what I mean. Like, it, it, like <laughs> it may not be canon now, but it may not it be was, canon. But somebody extrapolated on it. It was like um, Lucasfilm supported. Yeah. Uh, so Ahmed Beck is the character name. Wow. It has is a whole that, page. Uh, huh? They switched his. They switched. They switched they like just, a con. Yeah. They just mispronounced his name. Yeah. It's Ahmed Best, and it's Ahmed. Ahmed Beck. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, like, they have a whole... He has a whole page. It's in, like, the visual dictionaries. It's on the official Star Wars YouTube channel, like, talking about him. He's hanging out with an unnamed Twilight played by Katie Lucas, George Lucas's daughter. Um, wow. And, of course, he is related to Jedi Master Kelleran Beck who is also played by Ahmed Best in the Star Wars Jedi Temple Challenge TV show. <laughs> so, like, the amount of depth, I don't know how much of this is just, like, people behind the scenes at Lucasfilm just doing whatever, or, or some of this is even coming from the actor himself because he just loves Star Wars. Imagine playing Jar Jar Binks and getting bullied and then coming back from multiple Star Wars sh shows after that. Yeah, I mean... You got to eat somehow, right? Um, you got to eat, but I think he just loves Star Wars. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, and yeah. it it actually gives he, him and David Yost, the Blue Power Ranger, the original Blue mm -hmm. Power Ranger. Yeah. Um, they remind me of each other, basically. Um, mm -hmm. David Yost was more of a behind the scenes kind of hate because he uh, was like gay, but not out yet during the nineties okay. during the filming of the show. And apparently he got a lot of um, kind of bullying and, and that kind of deal on set and by the, the, the crew or whatever. Um, so his experience with them has been kind of not the best, um, mm -hmm. but he keeps coming back. Like they're doing a reunion episode or something and he keeps coming back. He goes to comic cons as the blue Ranger. Like he, he genuinely, I think 
enjoys it. Like it wasn't something that necessarily deterred him. Same thing with Jar Jar. You know, he got so much hate from the world, for lack of a better term, there. Yeah, um, he did. And he kept he kept just kind of coming coming back and back. And he came now back as Jar Jar, he came back as a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that's not a bad way to come back. Um, but the he's also now releasing a, I think memoir or or something. Is it a memoir? I thought he was doing a short film. Something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's some sort of project about kind of his experience. Um, and I I cannot wait. Like I will. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm so excited for him to have like his uh, his comeback, and mm-hmm. in my head, like propel into like fame, infamy. I need that man to just be yeah. running the world, basically. Like he can, I mean, he can I, lead the Illuminati. You know, <laughs> he can. Lead he deserves the Illuminati. it. He yeah, deserves I it. feel like he has enough royalty checks that he can just like sit back and relax. But like, I I'm so happy that he's still engaged. And, yeah. and going back to when we were talking about Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani, same thing. Huge fan, wants to be engaged, wants to be in all these projects, like really, really cares about the character, really, really cares about the franchise. And that's just with with fandoms the way they are, with, you know, the... Oh, I lost you. Are you still there? Yeah, it's just a battery. Oh, okay. You want me to keep you going? Keep going. You want me to stop for a bit? Okay. Um, yeah. So with fandoms the way they are with businesses the way they are and you know money being the bottom line for everything it's just so refreshing to see people who genuinely care getting involved in these projects and being allowed to be involved in these projects yes it's something that just doesn't happen nowadays it's all what's the bottom line the um the again i'm not picking a side here Mm-hmm. Right, but Marvel objectively makes better projects over yes. the past, you know, fourteen years. Um, and then it took DC way too long to cast somebody that, in my opinion, was really about it, like The Rock. Yeah. Um, you know, they they started off well. They started off with Henry Cavill. I just watched Man of Steel today earlier. Okay, and. And it's not a masterpiece, you know, it's got its moments where it's yeah. just kind of like um, falling asleep here or whatever, you know, it's not perfect, mm-hmm. but Henry Cavill is great in that role. He cared, yeah. he dedicated himself to it. He's super jacked. Like that's that, like, if I can choose like one person's body, it would be that guy's body. Um, but <laughs> to um, have the point to is uh, both. I mean, you know, um the um where was it going with this oh so the the i think the issue with man of steel and and dc and all that is is twofold in universe Mm -hmm. they just went too gritty they did it a little bit weird when it comes to superman and henry cavill was trying to toe that line between true to the character and true to the script true to the story that they were trying to tell um and then out of universe obviously there's the drama and and the money driven approach that ruined the mm. cinematic universe um yeah. B- batman versus superman perfect example right should have been two movies it was one um release dates and all that stuff got kind of moved around and they were trying to make a bonus checks because you know executives at warner brothers didn't make enough money they just wanted a bonus 
so never make enough yeah, money. Yeah, you know, money ruins things. Um, and yeah. I think it does. Marvel's and, an example. And I'd of, say the same thing about Black Adam, and that yes, The yeah. Rock wanted to be Black Adam. Um, yeah. I don't know too much about the character in the books, but I'm assuming he tried to do justice to the character. But you can see the obvious decisions that the studio made. You can yeah. see the budgetary restrictions. You can see like all all the decisions that some random executive that doesn't watch movies made in Black Adam yeah. that I don't think, like if I were to ask The Rock, I don't think he'd be like, yeah, I'm proud of that performance. Even though he loves the character, even though he loves the franchise and wants to bring it to life. It's his second time playing Black Adam too. Second? When was the first Yeah. Uh, the end credit scenes of DC Super Pets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, wait, did I miss something? Yeah. You know what? You know what, though? That was a great movie. Yeah. I really liked it. I really liked it's it. Good. I mean, it's, it's the best Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart movie I've ever seen. Um, There's only been like that two, might be. Oh, three of those, maybe. Yeah, Jumanji. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm exaggerating, obviously, but it is it is a, a pretty solid movie for for a movie about pets. Um, yeah. The, but I agree with you, right? Like, um, they did somewhat justice to the character. The, no movie adaptation is ever going to be like 100% true to the books. Like, it's just yeah. impossible, whether it's a comic book or, or a book book. Yeah. Um, so you know they they did somewhat justice, I think when you say, if you ask him if you're proud of the performance, I think it depends which rock you're getting because mm -hmm. I think the public persona rock is very highly curated and measured. Yes. And yeah. does not, he only talks about tequila and about positive things. You know, yeah. there, there's no in between, there's no whatever. But I think, yeah, if you get him behind the scenes, I think he's highly, he's probably highly critical of himself and he probably like works his ass off to, to try and improve. Yeah. Um, I just think the movie as a whole was a, you know, 2005 movie. It was written in 2005 and released now. Yeah, that's entirely possible. I mean, they've been working on it for 15 years, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, but, but I think yeah. he, you know, I think he tried his best to do good, and he cared at least. And he I cared. think that that's the point. You know, that was the point yeah. is that you get people who care, and that's always going to be a better outcome because at the very least. You told a good story. Whether it was profitable, that's yeah. a different question. But at this point, profit for the DCEU is is a hard thing to reach. So either way, you're not yeah. gonna make profit. You might as well make something yeah. good. So I think that's the that's the problem that I have with movies in general today is is that distinction between for some reason there is a separation between telling a good story and making a lot of money at least in the minds of the studio execs, right? Mm -hmm. So when you take a risk, like Iron Man 1 was a risk. Guardians of the Galaxy was a risk. Um, Shazam was a risk, yeah. right? Uh, the, both the Suicide Squads were both risks, right? When you take those risks, they pay off more so than when you play it safe, right? The payoff yeah. is bigger than when you play it safe. Absolutely. If it fails, it uh, fails. But if it pays off, it's going to be better than if you played it safe. Yeah, Iron Man 1 was a risk. One, because of just the following for the character wasn't necessarily there and that kind of deal. Yeah. But Robert Downey Jr. I'm a little was bit disappointed not... that they didn't make him blue like in the books, but that's fine. <laughs> the, uh, the, 
the what was it? Robert Downey just was not at his yeah. peak. You know, yeah. he was famous, but he was famous more for his his uh, shortcomings than he was his actual you know career yeah. at that point. And you're yeah. right, Guardians was like B Squad, you mm-hmm. know, and they took that risk, they made it happen, you know. But I think from the get go, they knew what they wanted to do and they understood this was a risk. Whereas yeah. DC did okay on the animated front and yeah. they still do pretty good animated stuff. Um, but they didn't go into this with a plan or if they yeah. did that plan quickly changed their, their plan was we need to make a marketable movie franchise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, we need to make a good movie. It's not, we need to tell Superman story and Batman story. It's we need to make as many movies as possible and have them make as much money as possible. That's the same thing that happened to Universal as well. And I'm so pissed at Universal with their dark universe. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, yeah. I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. I'm not. But I'll watch anything yeah. with him. You know, I, like I won't not watch something just because he's in it. And yeah, his movies the... are engaging. He's like Pitbull. He's not good, but his movies are good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's like The Rock. Same thing. Like, like yeah. he's, uh, I'd argue that The Rock is more entertaining, though. Um, sure but when he tries to be yeah exactly he's not winning an oscar but he's gonna get me to watch his whatever it is um but that mummy movie was rough it was so rough especially coming off the back of the first what four mummy movies (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep you know they could have they should have just maybe brought in like a like like a brendan fraser like just skip over the mummy completely mm-hmm. like don't they tried to do it. that <laughs> yeah like like just just don't reboot the mummy yeah bring in brendan fraser as like a consultant. as like the grizzled old adventurer trying to get the new adventurers together exactly yeah like yeah. hey there you know there's a threat whatever and then just do drag what is it dracula what, what were the monsters that we're trying to do uh invisible man was johnny yeah. depp um they had Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, they jumped the shark on that one by introducing uh, yeah, him in the movie. With Russell Crowe. Yeah. With Russell Crowe. They had, um, what's his name? The guy from Pirates. He's not famous for being in Pirates 5, but he was in Pirates 5. Um, <laughs> uh, is it Javier Bardem? <laughs> Javier Bardem. He yeah. was, was he the Wolfman? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. They had a bunch of big name actors, a bunch of really, really cool characters that we haven't seen in a while, and they just, they blew it because they wanted to do the same thing that DC is doing, which is we need to make a profitable franchise, not we need to tell these stories. Yeah. What's interesting is, I mean, I guess it depends on the Blade drama, but mm. Marvel might get to the Dark Universe before they do, you know, that with their monsters <laughs> kind of uh, universe. Yeah. You know, they so, got their werewolf. They got their vampire. Yeah. I think they're... I think Dark Universe is permanently shelved, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't think, be surprised. They're shelving everything yeah. at this point. Yeah. They shelved I think Constantine. That's, that's gone. Um, and then the the theme park, they have a whole section of the theme park for those monsters. So if that part of the theme park that opens, I think 2024 is successful, then maybe they'll bring it back. But I don't, I'm not optimistic about that. Yeah, I mean, they're living, they're living check to check at this point, you know, their, yeah. their budget is a is a whole other issue they're cutting things because of money from my understanding you know after the merger and all that yeah so yeah that's entirely possible i don't i don't know the money sides of things i just 
when the money is involved in the movie making process, when it affects the movie making process, whether that's paying CG artists and giving them more time or whether it's, you know, mm -hmm. the, the board making decisions on dialogue and plot points and stuff like that, it, it really hurts as a viewer of these movies and as a fan of these movies. When you can see the hands of the studio in the movie, it, it really hurts. You mean how um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts was like China propaganda? China and what was it? Bud, White, Bud Light? Something like that. Yeah, Mountain <laughs> yeah. Dew probably. Yeah. Mount, probably Mountain Dew. Yeah. Some drink. I, I, was, uh, I was still very you know, young, I guess. I wasn't like mm -hmm. a child or anything. But when that movie came out, I remember being like, did they just like take that from like a dubbed anime or something like there's a scene <laughs> where it's happening and they have like literally the autobots fighting and somebody runs up to like a, a policeman or something and they're like oh we need help or whatever and they're like don't worry the national police are here to save us or something like that and it's kind of like yeah that's that's silly that's not they're not the national sense. police is not doing anything those are alien robots like <laughs> like you didn't need to put that in the movie and it's probably because yeah. china was like here's a million dollars or whatever you know yep here's a million dollars here's a tax break here's a filming location here's, here's something you know yeah. exclusive distribution rights because that's the big thing even with disney and the edits that they make for china um it's because they have so few like foreign movies in their theaters so if you want a theatrical release in China, you got to make those changes. You got to petition the government. Like um, Iron Man 3, mm -hmm. where um, there's a whole scene. You could probably find that on YouTube. There's an entire scene of him getting the reactor removed. Mm -hmm. um, and in the US version, and I assume every everywhere else, it's just a very quick, like, I am Iron Man. I'm getting this, I'm getting the surgery. And it's like a quick, they gloss over it. Um, yeah. But in the, in the, I think Chinese version, um, they expand on that doctor. They talk about the scene and they're going to, they show them doing it almost kind of like a commercial for like, be a doctor for, in China, you know? Sure. Um, look I think the Wolverine did the same thing. Yeah. Wouldn't be or they, they set their entire movie in China, I think, because of in that. In Japan, I think, right? In, in Japan. Okay. Yeah. Um, um yeah. I promise I'm not so, racist. It's just been a while since I've seen the movie. Hey, listen, it's okay, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Hispanic, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> it happens all the yeah. time. Um, the, the um, yeah, I mean, I think the moral of the story is when money's involved, anything yeah. is possible, both good and bad. Um, yeah. Just to wrap up the episode here, what are you looking forward to most, both Star Wars, but just in general as well? Uh, in general, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the rest of Andor, obviously. Okay. Um, I don't pay attention to like nerd news on purpose okay. because yeah. everything that I see is like speculation and expectations and stuff, and it's disappointing every time. So yeah. I'm just like, I'm looking forward to whatever Star Wars has next. I'm looking forward to whatever the MCU has next. That's like, I'm going in with an open mind, open heart. Okay, that's good, man. Yeah. You're you're a much better person than I am for that. Uh, I mean, I also, go... it's not my job and it's not my podcast, so I don't have to. I don't have to pay attention to these things. <laughs> no, no. Listen, I did. I was. All, I've always been this way. I just do it yeah. now to try and, you know, make that bank with this highly yes. successful number one. Get your bag, podcast. Derek. You gotta get your bag. 
<laughs> for sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm looking forward to anything that's out there. Anything that mm-hmm. like takes me out of reality and into like a fantasy world for 30 minutes at a time, I think is great, you know? And Okay. And... So start with tales of the Jedi instead of Andor. Andor is going to make you sad. <laughs> oh my God. You're, you know what? You're not wrong. So yeah, especially, you Oh, you live in Miami. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's going to make you very specifically sad. Okay. Oh, oh, because of like uh, uh, indigenous people and all that kind of stuff. Um, indigenous people is part of it. There is a there is a Miami coded planet. Oh, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it's a it's like a climate change type of situation. Uh no, you'll you'll see it. You'll see. Okay. It. All right. All right. I won't I won't push any further. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So definitely have my homework thanks for that uh did not expect to have to watch through a list of content uh but thanks for joining i i thought Uh, that was on your list already you don't have to (laughs) it is it definitely is it's just now i want to know if they're talking trash about my hometown or what um so i'm gonna have to catch up real quick um so thanks a lot akil i appreciate your time this is definitely one of the more uh, in-depth episodes we've done and I think we could probably go for like hours longer if we wanted to just because we cover so many things at a high level that require deep dive sometimes to fully understand yeah I, I completely agree I could talk to you for hours for sure uh, so yeah. yeah maybe we'll have you on here at some point again maybe next Definitely. time you know maybe next time we'll do, we're doing payouts you know maybe we'll we'll <laughs> buy your your time which would be nice you know it would be um, nice. I hope you get to that point where you can do that. Yes, we'll see. Hopefully, not, not for me, but like for you and and for this whole platform. For both of us, bro. When one when one of us wins, <laughs> we all win. You know where we. Yeah. What is it? What is it that uh that QAnon says? They say where we go one, we go all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, sure. let's not quote them, but like, yeah, they're right about that one thing and nothing else. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> do not, if you believe in QAnon, do not follow this podcast okay <laughs> we <laughs> or we do actually no if you if you believe in in QAnon, we've hidden seven secret messages throughout this episode we need you to listen to it over and over and over again share it yeah. with all of your friends yep and um and find those secret messages yep and follow both of our tiktok <laughs> accounts and yes. uh share those posts as well mm-hmm. and um let like if you have any big companies that you buy products from, let them know how yes. much of a fan you are of us um, so that they can kind of collaborate with us too. Yes. For sure. 100%. Uh, it's what Donald Trump folks. would like you to do. Ex- <laughs> no, that's what Q, that's what Q would I like mean, you to do. Have you heard the news? He's the, it's the same person. Q, <laughs> wait, Q, yes. JFK Jr. and Donald Trump are the same person? They're the same person. Oh my God! <laughs> they are the the real King Charles the Third. Oh, jeez, don't. Well, actually, what about what about that lady? You're in Canada. You have a whole like sub lieutenant or something of QAnon that like travels around Canada. Oh, do with, we? Like with like her cult? Yeah. I did not know that. Most of the most of the QAnon people we get because like being a proud boy and stuff is illegal here, so we just export them to America. Which is why a lot of the a lot of the leaders in America are actually Canadian. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because we just we kick them out. Wait, are they? Are you serious? Are they actually? Canadian? Yeah, the, 
the leaders of the Proud Boys are are Canadians. Oh, oh, I see, I see. You you yeah. meant leaders of like these cults, not leader like not the not president, political not leaders, those, no, the not leaders senators. Of these yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Gotcha. Just just Senator Ted Cruz. We kicked him out. Yeah, for sure. Early <laughs> yeah. on, at the early at on the, at birth, at the, at the tender <laughs> age of six minutes old, he yes, the decision was made for yep. sure. So. Thanks for joining us, uh, <laughs> folks. If you're still listening, thank you so much for sitting through all of that. I know we strayed away from comic book nerd stuff and into like socio-political, you know, literature impact of media type of nerd stuff. Uh, so thanks for sitting through it. We enjoyed it. Hopefully, you enjoyed it too. Um, so. Make sure, um, if you want to keep listening to us, uh, hit that follow button on your favorite podcast platform. Also, follow us on our social media accounts. The links are all going to be in the bio. So until next time, see you later, nerds.